morning, Mr. Burr. Good morning, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Why is there nothing on the toast? It's quite simple. It's negative marking. What? But why is there a knife? Well, it's to give you some hope and an inspire creativity. What? What, what? what outrageous scheme is this? It's quite simple, Burr. You answered D, butter with strawberry jam. This was incorrect, and you were negatively marked. You should have read and understood the question. Strawberries are not berries. I've told you this 500 times. They are aggregate fruit. But how is this fair, Mr. Sheckman? It is what it is, boy. Your opinion has been filed under M for miscellaneous. If you pick up your bottom lip, you might be interested to know that this is the read the exam questions carefully special. And it is that time of year already. <laughs> you caught me off guard five times over at that voice. Toasting the Zion Shark Shaker Michael Burr. I was trying to play a younger self, but <laughs> how do you play a younger self with a voice like mine? It's like, well, and we've been told many times that we sound exactly the same, so I thought we had to do something there. <laughs> All right, I've got a, a show and tell again um, part of it. Um, we're looking at a MotoGP race, yes. and in, in this race, someone has... Very, oh, he turned his bike into a skateboard. Uh, yes, yes, he has. He decided to come off it at the same time. But what's interesting to look at is a tech that apparently has been around for a while. I haven't been aware of it. And if you watch his suit, as he comes off of it, he suddenly undergoes a rapid acceleration, and you'll see it inflate. He's got an airbag. A wearable airbag. A wearable airbag. And it's an interesting look because I, I remember back in 2012... When I first started lecturing design, um, I remember telling students about the the idea of putting airbags on motorbikes, and it was yes. with those big. We've actually done a, a podcast. On we have exactly, and yeah. Like that, yeah. Um, and I remember it was, it was touring bikes, those big bikes, the saddle uh, sort of canisters on the side, and the big cowling up front. And what, basically, what happened is you strap yourself with a seatbelt into the seat. There's airbags that deploy around you. Yes. And it was the idea, okay, cool, applying something from a car to a motorcycle. But it's taken very literally in that we're applying the same ideas. It is. I think this only works in the, um, in, on a racetrack or on oh, a yeah, road sure. where there's no obstacle for you to hit into. Yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. Um, but it, it's something that I hadn't actually thought of in the, the basic concept of actually... How does it know that you're having a bad... Well, what it looks like is as he undergoes a rapid acceleration... Which, I mean, because it's a quite a, when the thing suddenly triggers. So he lifts his foot off, but at that stage, uh, that's not rapid See, now, and he suddenly gets thrown. I don't know, actually, roll even rate, that's not, rate, yeah, maybe it's a your like rate, but even that, I mean, because you, you don't want this thing deploying, because it looks like it deploys on his arms as well. Yeah. Um, it's around his, uh, primor, primarily around his chest, obviously, to protect that. Tell you what, that guy could have done with a set of Heelys built into his boots. Yeah. Jeepers, yeah. that's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's not a, 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 a sort of thing like those avalanche cocoon things, yeah. it, nothing like that. <laughs> Um, but it's the idea, and I think it's the whole thing with why we always look at alternative options. And one of these alternative options, do we put the airbags on the bike or do we put them on the On the person? track. Or do we put it actually even better? Yeah, I mean, I, I can see a, a student coming up with a design in this case that the track can sense, so it, it can stop the bike from going, you know, and then you have to determine difference from bike from rider. But, you know, that would be, I mean, can you imagine if it went off accidentally? Whereas this thing, if the thing went off on your back accidentally, it's not really going to 
you know, to change the aerodynamics a bit. Yeah, change the aerodynamics. Snap your spine or something. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm imagining these turrets just targeting riders as they're coming past with like a rubber bullet thing that attaches onto your grappling nets. Like I've been watching some some other YouTube algorithm thinks I'm interested in high speed car chases. Okay, fair enough. Some of the grappling tech that they use to go up and then snatch a wheel. Yeah, That is straight out of Mother Nature. It's from an anglerfish or a chameleon or a eagle coming in spiders or a bald eagle or something like that. Yes. All right, so fun fact, quite uh, awesome. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, what what have you recently experienced that has inspired this topic? Oh, uh, well, this topic is an interesting one. What what inspired me is uh, to, to go to the sort of weekly shop. It's done normally first thing on a Saturday morning. Yes. Get the week's chores out of the way. Yeah. And uh, let's be honest, the weekly shop which could happen once a week, is uh, normally the same sort of things. There's repetitive yeah. things that you buy, and there might be one or two you know, additions. Uh, don't forget matches or whatever the case yeah. happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, walk into the shop, you know, car park into, uh, into the shop, and notice that um, there are no lights on at the entrance, which is yeah. not a problem because the light from the car park goes through the door past sure. the little bakery section, etc. And then it's a case of... All right, so shopping for vegetables in the dark. I mean, this is this is me. So there's no form of illumination on me. Everyone else has got mobile phone out. They've had to turn Facebook off to save <laughs> juice so they can see the carrots yeah. versus mushrooms. I didn't really have a problem shopping in the dark, um, except for things like expiry dates. So things like in in the fresh section, which is near the door, you could sort of turn the mushroom sideways and you could use the light that came in to check it, mm-hmm. etc. The grocery aisles are quite interesting because they're in the middle of the shop. So cracker aisle, the um, you know pasta, yep. rice, that sort of aisle, total total darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I didn't struggle at all because I know that shop quite well. Yep. If it was a new shop, I would have been looking in the dark for where it is but i knew where everything was in there and actually while other people were really struggling using their torch to try and find stuff i didn't experience any problem at Mm -hmm. all and then when i was you know at the till you get the manager coming around so listen we're running on batteries can you please hurry it up we have no idea how long um you can you know how long you've got and then i started to look upwards and i looked at these uv tubes and i did the basic count that they were 20 rows of them and about 30 tubes per row. Mm. Okay, so that's now hundreds of these big UV tubes in the yep. shop. And you think, uh, let's be honest, we sit here, we're surrounded by f- six of these things. Yep. You could turn five of them off and they'd be way <laughs> too much light. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay. So then I was thinking each of these things is 40, 50 watts times hundreds of them. You've now yeah. got kilowatts worth of lighting in a shop where... Let's face it, most retail shops, it's far too bright anyway. You, yeah. don't, you don't need that. It's as no. bright as outdoors. Yeah. Um, so what ideas have you got? Because, you know, the standard thing with, with project with third years is mm-hmm. that they need to hunt for problems. Now, <laughs> yeah, okay. you could say, well, shopping in the dark was an interesting experience. There was not enough light. Yeah. No, and, and, and everyone was able to shop with personalized light but they had to bring it themselves. That's okay. not an ideal yeah. type of thing, you know, light your candle, go around the, 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 the section. But what ideas have you got in between where if you were to work out how many kilowatts were spent on lighting, where there might not actually be a shopper in that aisle I, I was for just thinking 10 minutes? That, I, it's, it's, I mean, at the very least, although I, I would say with the, the tubes, a lot of the energy expenditure is actually in the starting up. Yes. So the turning on and off, so basically only when a person walks in that aisle do we activate the lights. But then if we move to an LED light. If we were to change the style of lighting. Yes. Exactly. Or so, skylights. Most shops are open during the day. 
Well, exactly. And, and, but that's the, the whole thing is that if you look at the shopping or the, the, the shopping center, the lights are on at a constant point, constant luminous yes. throughout the entire day, regardless of who is there exactly. or in, in a given location. So we could go, I mean, on the route potentially of having lights that, I mean, uh, we've talked about in the past a rail system in your shopping center. We have done the rail system before, but that wasn't for illumination, that was for shopping. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you think of the energy stuff in there, you've got the, the cash register and the money system, that's a very low energy type thing. I mean, yeah. it, it, they've gone to uh, flat screens and things like mm. that. So that's a couple of hundred watts for the entire shop. Yeah. Obviously, you can't do things like turn on and off your butchery fridges, depending on no. the temperature there. So you've got some things there where you can increase the efficiencies. If you have a look, Woolworths have gone for those kind of closed doors and yeah. everything where now it's a case of every time you open the door, you let all the cold out. So I don't actually know whether it is that good. If you were to look at it with a thermal camera, um, Woolworths is famous for keeping their customers cool in the shop as well. Um, <laughs> but for example, you can't yeah. really save much on, on the fridges. You're not going to do them on and off for the duty cycle. You're going to keep your frozen stuff frozen. You're going to keep your milk cold and things like that. Bakery sections, there's not a, I mean, they're quite efficient in what they do. Yeah. So, and there you have to keep the certain elements warm, otherwise you're getting staleness or you're getting pies that are going cold and you're getting that's bacteria true. and, and like that. you you can do quite a lot with things like uh, insulation and natural ventilation, mm. high loft spaces are, are common in shops to keep the shop at a reasonable temperature. Let's yeah. be honest, most shops in SA don't really have heaters on in wintertime because we don't have 30 feet of snow outside with your huskies waiting to take <laughs> you home. Um, and in summertime, we don't really have you know 50 degrees sweltering heat no. so the air conditioning that's something you can't really do much about but mm. there's quite a lot of energy which is wasted in lighting yeah so it, it's yeah i mean breaking it down in terms of you know we we started off with that situation we worked back the, the generalized problem is that we're wasting electricity in the shopping yes. centers and then we've refined that down to having eliminated the other options lighting right so let's just not do what we normally do, which is try and work out exactly what the problem is. Let's do the standard student thing. I'm just rushing just into, rushing into concept. So I present, I present, I'm just going to go straight off for concept two. Um, I'm going to install lights on the basket and the shopping trolley. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Fine. And now we've got that battery so you can self-propel it as well. So mine is this expensive Rolls-Royce shopping trolley or basket, which yeah. uh, has got lights and stuff on it. So you're illuminated. It's a bit like Harry Potter. You're walking through the yes. thing and uh, you've got your wand light with you. I was wondering if, if we, we train the lights on the front wheels. As you turn it, it, it then sort of guides. But no, oh, You can how, see the specials around the corner. Exactly. Yes. The only problem is knowing how the front wheels on some trolleys work is that your light is like a disco <laughs> suddenly in the middle of the shopping center. So, okay. No, no, but there de definitely lights, um, some low energy lights on it. And then when you are done and you, you put the... the basket back in that it charges up the system when you push the trolleys back in clicks you, into you place. can certainly make that work there are the same issues we have with our project in that you know if if you park on the you de a decent uh, shopper you <laughs> yes. park your trolley on the left hand side um i mean there are basket shoppers that park their basket down to get their groceries whereas me you just hold the thing and yeah. put it in it depends on your gun strength um <laughs> and with, with a shopping trolley if you park it on the left and then you go to shop on the right you could block the light from your oh, own shopping yes, trolley. Yeah. So mm. it, it would change the way that people drive these things around and do you yeah. make the arms articulated? But you could make it work. It would be ludicrous. Yes. Um, but you, you, you could make it work. What else could we do? 
Uh, my thought was a lighting system that effectively follows the person along with. Not, not, not airborne in the sense of flying. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it even necessarily needs to be... It, it's not... When you're talking about a direct spotlight where it senses where your eyes are looking and then there's this like stage light that zooms around. We're talking basically about illuminating the parts yeah. of the aisle that you're in as you go. Exactly. So it's almost in the sense of turning on and off, but effectively... Um, I'm envisaging it as lights that, you know, all the, the shells have like a light rim around them. Yes. And then as you walk around, it basically just illuminates that. That's right. Section. Like a roller coaster of lights. Yes, exactly. Not on the, you, you could have some well, you, roof I, I think you have background to, yeah. light to give you basic stuff. So it's not pitch dark. No. But then the lighting to see what's exactly on the shelf or to check expiry dates could be this thing, which is... Um, mounted quite close or to you if you have a, a sort of a, a half sheath around your your light tube and that can shift and then that would reflect the light into either the lower parts of the shelves if you're looking down yes. or the upper parts of the shelf um the head tracking system the eye tracking system i think we'd move by head tracking so you'd have to you wouldn't be able to look out the corner of your eye at the spaghetti because you know you know yes. you shouldn't buy it it's a case of turn your fucking head and look at it exactly. you know you yeah. want it um and then look at it head on so yeah that would work in that sense there what would be like a really extreme over the top solution to this the other thing which i thought was rather interesting is i mean if you just look at how light works generally they have positioned the light tubes directly in the center of the aisles normally yeah but sometimes not mm. because you know you move you don't move your lights around in a shop you do move the shelves exactly around. yeah i've had it a few times where depending on how they've packed the shelves the stuff on the bottom of the shelf is actually in the shadow of the stuff above it mm -hmm. obviously there's the thing of if you ever went into an old-fashioned library the magazine racks were kind of just at a gentle angle mm. so if you stood back you were at like 90 degrees to in it. Your, your plane of view yes yeah but that's if you're looking for books you need to read what's on it yeah. quite carefully mm. if you're buying rusks you don't need to zoom in and have a look to see which one it is. It's quite evident from the colors or what's written mm. on it. You're buying washing washing powder or whatever. You just need to check maybe something on it, but you know, you, you're buying standard items. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if it's a sort of a, um, a conveyor belt system, almost like a, a combination between conveyor belt and vending machine, where we, we're looking at a particular strip at eye level, yeah. The conveyor belt moves the various shelves around. So, you know, what's on the lower shelf eventually gets moved at the top, but it's only that shelf that's lit. Yes. So it, it probably end up taking a little bit longer because you have to then wait for your item to potentially come up into the light unless you happen to know it's coming. Um, You've given me a rather crazy idea mm. about the sort of shopping thing. If you were to do something like a, a drive-through for cars where mm -hmm. you shop from inside your car, in the parking okay. lot but then basically the entire shop whizzes past you mm. all the shelves basically just go through past all the customers so basically you just have to hang in there long enough and everything in the shop comes past you <laughs> as a just a crazy idea i mean uh, yeah at some point it's becoming a a checkered 60 60 woolies dash do sort it, of thing do it yourself do it on your phone and then you you basically you know, you, it's it's not ordering. You know, like a drive-through where order, then go to the next till to pay and the next till to collect. It's order in the parking lot. Make your place your order. Yes. Go through, pay, and then next shelf they'll have it ready for you to then collect. That's an interesting point. Is uh, the sort of uh, order and then shopping gets delivered to you. 
I mean, there was a, 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 a newspaper article, which I didn't go and check the numbers, which is, you know, fatal of me. Um, <laughs> I normally do. Yeah. And it was basically, if you live this far away from a shop, mm. it is more economical in terms of how much your car costs per kilometer and insurance to use the Checker 6060 option or whatever oh, wow. to deliver than for you to get in your car, drive there and get it get it back and i think the distance was something like 12ks or whatever which in johannesburg not many people are more than 12ks from a shop but for some instances mm. you could very well be 12 yeah or more if, if there's a particular a shop, shop or there's a special at a particular store and so on that's yeah. right now here's the thing you've seen these people whiz around they know that shop oh backwards. yes in yeah. fact they don't even their eyes are on a scanner and where they're going to yeah, put it yeah. in and they know the item those those people are pretty skilled at what they do. They don't need the abundance of light to do their particular job. It was something actually, I've been mean, sort of, since we proposed the topic, I've been thinking about in the general sense of, say we were to automate this system, to have a, a thing that would drive through, not a person, but a thing to drive through. Yes. I, I can see it that, you know, we're looking at sensors we'd need in order to be able to identify the yes. and stuff. I mean, what we're saying about not needing the light to do it, mm. You wouldn't need a camera system for any kind of automated system. No, you wouldn't. You, in fact, we have to do the entire thing in the dark because it, it's not like these are live elements that move around on the shelves, provided whatever packs it is also on the same system that collects it. That's right. And the other thing is uh, things like in, in giant spare parts warehouses where things are accurately located, it's the position of the thing which is in memory, not what it looks like or oh, yeah. the optical thing. And the, the grippers that go and, and detect it um, they, they're often not optic. They'll yeah. use LiDAR or something else, mm -hmm. which is not something that we can, you know, need to, need to see Or how even it works. as simple as like our, our staff card, student card sort of thing, where basically as it comes near, yeah, beep, no, that's the wrong one. Beep, that's, that's right. I mean, basically most things in a warehouse are actually stacked barcodes up yeah. so that mm -hmm. the thing can instantly scan. It's like, oh, these are not buttermilk rusks. <laughs> Fatal, don't, don't, you know, go, go, go next door and find them. Uh, they're in the wrong place, stuff thing. Okay, so... It, the the thing is here so if we were to rush into that and I say okay the, the, the problem is that we're allowing people into our shopping center yes people are still going into shops to get stuff I, exactly and now, there's too much lighting in, in a COVID environment yes it makes a lot of, a lot of sense yes. because we you know we don't want people you know con congregating and things so okay that that helps we're not having people with their snotty hands touching items and things like that does light affect it Mr. Sheckman on people like moths <laughs> There's a lot in all three. It's where all the shoppers have gone. But there's this. Lights go There's just the one flickering light and everyone's just standing there. Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly what happens. Um, all the lights come back and everyone's wondering what the hell just happened. And they start going back to the rest of their stuff. Yeah, no, no, of course. Um, but, uh, and, and I think on, on, on that point, if this was a student project, how would you end up proving that it was a problem? Because it's very easy to, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we're going through that now with our students where it's a case of there's the, there's the sweeping statement. There's this thing which is said and it's a case of, and uh -huh. you're going to prove it. Yes, yeah. I, yes I, I may believe you, but how are you going to prove that it is, is a problem? Sorry. I mean, you, you started off with, with interestingly, basically you started off with the proof right from the beginning where look at, let's look at how much troops, how much power they, they take up. Yeah. The the difficult one to be obtained would be what is the, the total cost of electricity and stuff. And and that's where when you talk about energy, students often don't factor in time. They'll look at this. Uh, uh, here's here's the way that I'd like to think about it. Mm. If you cut down the lighting, 
because we are, this is assuming we go shopping, mm-hmm. we, re- we are a decision-making thing that requires um, input from a couple of our senses simultaneously. Yeah. Now, if the lighting is not so great, our decision-making might be slightly slower than if the lighting was good. Yes. So yeah. we save energy on the lighting, but we now have to build a bigger car park because shoppers mm. are taking longer to shop yeah. Which means if you take time off work or whatever, you're now spending longer in there. It might not be much. It might be two minutes per sure. week, mm-hmm. but times 52 of them, yeah. that's uh, several hours in a year burnt um, type, type thing. Yeah. Um, you'd have to factor that in as well because that is also an energy cost. And I think it's also, uh, time is also a big one. If we say, look at the, the Woolies thing of, of putting the, the closed doors. Yes, they, they let all the air out, mm. but over time, you know, considering again, we're not always having shoppers and stuff. You, you then can theoretically create a sealed environment. So during that time, we can then lower the cost. So it, it, it's not we don't look at it even as a right over time what we would do, but we also don't look at it instantaneous moments. We have to then draw it out over a month or a year. That's to, that's true. Uh, I, I'd be interested. I mean, the the Woolworths near me has a particular problem in that it's quite near a kind of marshland so there's a little bit of humidity it's in the mm. bottom of a basin if you go in early morning into that Woolworths you actually have to open up all of those fridge doors to see what's in them because they're all uh, fucked okay. up on the inside <laughs> and you think that's a complete waste and I how does a Woolworths in Durban cope in summertime with the defogging I mean do they you know put the do they not put them up divers, or, yeah. uh, divers gold on the door <laughs> do they not have them is there someone with a squeegee once you know I'd be interested to see that that's a, a bit of a sidetrack no, but yeah. it's one of the things that if, if a student presented that concept um, you know the Woolworths ones you could almost literally do what they do at let's say Chinese restaurants why do you need to see what's in the fridge just take a picture of what should be oh, in yeah, it and exactly. put it on the door yeah open it up it's like this is the frozen pizza one open it up it's like oh prawns calamari what yeah. As opposed to fog door. Oh, I wonder what's in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's the week they decided to reorganize all their shelves and move everything and, around. And I think the other thing is, you know, if you were to take the, the, the energy bubble and go one level out, let's yeah. say with a Checker 6060 model, mm. let's assume your weekly shop is the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The amount of energy you save on your device ordering the same items where you're actually now adding this week you need a toothpaste you need Mm -hmm. a box of tissues and um, a bag of potatoes as a luxury item Um, you you know you're saving time and energy in that whole process as well um, in it as well and and obviously you know so I think one of the difficult you know so energy yes it's one of the things to then consider and look at that and that's we can get numbers I think one of the interesting ones to then factor in as part of the problem but it's such a difficult one to discuss and it's what i would just call part of it's logical reasoning there's no actual substantial no more substantiation behind it more than anything else it's a hypothesis you really hope is correct Mm. and that is if the lighting is lower and people take longer in the shops Mm. there is the possibility and i don't know how we'd prove this that because you're spending longer, the odds are you might buy stuff you wouldn't have normally gone in for. That's true. And the other thing is people would adapt to it. So in the first yes. month that you did this, yes, people would, let's say, moan to the manager, I mm-hmm. can't see it. I, yeah. I like the pink box of tissues and I can't see in the dark, whatever the case is. But people would then just get used to it. Yeah. And also, I suspect that the way that they arrange the shelves might adapt to that as well. Um, 
I think what you then have to do in, in terms of that psychological thing, because as you say, the odds of there being a shopping center within 12 kilometers of a person is quite high. Mm. So right, the shopping center, I don't like going to it because I can't see anything. I'll go to the other one. So you yes. don't want, you want to avoid them not coming to your shopping center anymore. That's right. So what you look at then is an even bigger aspect of the problem. Right? We're going to save X amount of money. Yes. Can we then drop prices by 4%, 3%, 2%, on all items to get people to get people to still, still keep coming and still keep make a profit for ourselves and you know still basically have it being beneficial that's, that's true um, um, and, and there are all sorts of other things that you know and these are the sorts of things I love to do and you love to do them as well mm. um, quite a lot of shopping centers and malls have got a pensioners day <laughs> now I'm telling you one thing is that when the pensioners walk into the shop you are going to have to turn the lights up Oh yeah, End no, 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 story. no. You do not and want to deal with that. <laughs> if, if, if especially it's on a Wednesday morning, it's a case of all right, all the old fogies that are in with their mismatched glasses, or the glasses were left at home. We're just going to turn the lights up bright. You're going to have more helpers available because you're going to have to think of things like that. No, no, <coughs> exactly. Yeah, you're turning on your spotlights, your air raid sirens, to give them a bit of a feel for the good old days and. Bright neon lights for hearing aid batteries in R8. You want to hear that hum of electricity burning. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, if you've got any own suggestions as to how you would handle the lighting Retail situation. therapy shit style. <laughs> Let us know at toastingdesignershakeman.com. It's my new website, toastingdesignergmail.com. Otherwise, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs> shit. <laughs>